0: And Tina's like... (laughs) Tina's like, he's a DJ. He's a fucking MSTJ! Hello, hello, hello. hello. It's November!
1: That's insane. Crazy. How... Long, can I keep up
0: my Halloween decorations? Mm. Is that allowed? Well, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. So as we record this, what's the date? It is the twenty seventh and a mere two hours ago, I just put up my Christmas tree. Wow. <laughs> Uh, There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Well, it's because I'm going to be out of town and... No, no,
1: for sure. We don't want to
0: miss out on a whole week of Christmas decorations because normally I just go November 1st. But what I wanted
1: to do was set up my decorations before I went on vacation or like when we went out of the country, right? Yeah. But to no avail. Mm -hmm. When did I do this? Probably like October 5th or 6th. So... I feel like I didn't get as much time as I was supposed to. I feel very slighted.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you can probably keep them up for a little bit longer, especially because, like, people usually hold off on the Christmas stuff in the U.S. until after Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, yeah. I think it's, like, generally frowned upon
0: Mm -hmm. to put
1: things up in a neighborhood, like, before Thanksgiving.
0: We don't have that in Canada because our Thanksgiving is long gone. So
1: Right. Do people ever, like – Oh, I guess it's just general fall decorations.
0: I, yeah, I don't think people really, like, decorate for Thanksgiving here. I don't know what, like, real Canadians do. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know if you yeah. know. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, we, we're happy to be back. We have just two more months left of the year. Pretty crazy, so.
1: I know. I feel like we've done so many things this year. Like, we've done mm. so many New things like a Patreon, Mm -hmm. just like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's been like a really productive year.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think we – let me double check the stats real quick. Yeah. I think we're about to hit a milestone. Well, we are about 4,800 downloads away from 500,000 all-time downloads.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. We have to like,
0: well, we
1: always say this. We're like, when we hit 500,000, when we hit like blah, 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 (laughs) we're always like, we have to throw a big old party. And I do feel like 500,000 is like a really incredible milestone. That's half a million. One mil.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. We should, we should like, take a poll, maybe see if we can do some sort of meetup or some sort of event or something, have a party. I want
1: to meet people. Yeah. I've like wanted to meet people for so long. I mean, maybe people who who listen are like, yeah, we're fine with the- We don't need to meet Just (laughs) the podcast. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. But, you know, if you would be interested in some sort of meetup or event, I know that the majority of our US listeners are actually, well, not the majority, but our state that has the most amount of listeners is actually California. Which really surprised me. So maybe we'll go out to California. Who knows? Uh,
1: (laughs) Am I a Nikki fan? No, I'm kidding. We're just excited, you guys. Like, we want to do fun stuff. And I think that we're like progressing to a place where we can kind of like branch out more and do things that we like wouldn't have done when we first started, Mm -hmm. like in the first year of the podcast.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I feel very grateful that we are continually growing.
1: And I just feel, like, more confident Mm -hmm. and, like, established. Like, I feel like you can tell, like, our episodes get better over
0: time. Oh, yeah. Those (laughs) those initial ones, garbage. Don't listen to those. (laughs) Garbage rat. Yeah. Don't listen to our original Cinderella story episode. Listen to our Mo and Christina's version that we uh, put out in May. Right. (laughs) But with that being said, we actually, this is quite a full circle episode because our second ever episode was the original Bring It On, and today we are doing the first sequel. The 2004
1: classic Bring It On Again. What a title. Direct to DVD. (laughs) Direct to video. No theatrical release. We have no numbers for you. No, I know that's
0: what you come here for,
1: but we got no numbers. (laughs) We hardly even have a fucking cast list out here.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Because normally what we like to do is we, when we watch a movie, we'll like look up a lot of trivia and fun facts. As you know, we talk about in the intro. I could not even find one article written about this movie. There's, like, four fun facts on the IMDb page, and that's it.
1: What's the bring it on with Rihanna?
0: Oh, she – oh, yeah. Doesn't she play herself in one of them? Yeah. She has a cameo? I think
1: it might be the one with um Solange and Hayden Panettiere. I Penetir. think so.
0: Is that yeah. Um, all or nothing?
1: They all kind of blur together.
0: Yes. All or nothing. Okay. Because I know that the Christina Milian one is fight to the finish.
1: Yeah. Pretty much all the fun trivia we have for you is related to other movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the party in the house is the same house that they use in Legally Blonde.
0: Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, other than that, We have some CW people. For sure. In this movie. We have uh, Haley James Scott from One Tree Hill as a mean girl. I did not remember, first of all, that she was in this movie and was very taken aback by her playing like a mean girl because I'm so used to like sweet little Haley. She was really in it, though. I appreciated Mm -hmm. the performance. Yeah. Yeah. We also have another One Tree Hill alum, uh, Erica Marsh, who plays the like college newscaster lady in this. We have Detective Wilder from Pretty Little Liars and also Luke Ward from The O.C.
1: Love him. <laughs> yeah. Love him.
0: <laughs> Where are you at in your O.C. watch currently?
1: I just – oh, my God. I can't rem- Misha Barton. Just shared her first kiss with Olivia Wilde.
0: Ah, okay. So you're just a little bit behind me.
1: (laughs) The fact that Olivia Wilde came up as, like, the whole, yeah, (laughs) don't worry, darling was the thing was happening. I was just like, how come I cannot escape this woman? (laughs) She is everywhere (laughs) I look. And I also, straight up after, oh, this is a spoiler. I'll keep it to myself, but I'm really interested to see what happens next. Yeah. It seems like it's. Very much heating up. So, oh
0: yeah, things things will heat up for sure. So, yeah,
1: God, what a storyline.
0: Well, that's pretty much
1: all we have. Yeah, but because we have all this extra time on our hands, should we cover some reviews?
0: Let's freaking do it. Okay, so our first review is from Annie. Thank you so much for your review. We did sock you on Instagram, and because of you know our chats in the DMs. You kind of like talked about really loving the "She's the Man" episodes. We we're like, okay, we're looking for an Amanda Bynes vibe, right? So we actually went to the Sydney White soundtrack and selected the song "Good Day" by the Click Five. And I do think that this montage is very like a day in the life kind of montage, right? It's probably the beginning of the movie. We're getting a sense for your character. You wake up. You kind of like hop out of bed. You get ready. It's got you got like a busy day ahead of you, you know. I assume that in this montage it's also taking place in college you know you grab your books you grab your bag you head out you get a little coffee because you know you got a long day ahead of you and we see you like sitting in the lecture hall maybe you end up like answering a question or kind of like getting into a debate with somebody else in your class so it's like oh she's confident she did the reading she knows what's up And uh, afterwards, maybe you grab some lunch with your friends, kind of catch up, maybe go to the library, do a little studying. And at the end of the day, maybe you decide to go to, like, happy hour with your friends. You have, like, a slightly chiller night, and you're like, yeah, let's go out, grab a couple drinks, grab some appetizers, and just kind of let loose after after a long week of studying. I love that. I... Love the
1: click five because every time I listen to them, I'm like, oh, I'm that, like, cool girl mm-hmm. from that teen movie exactly. with the highlights <laughs> in her hair and the, like, Aeropistole jeans. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a good vibe. Next up, we have Gawav. A.K.A. Penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we know. We know yeah. who you are. Um, we did also do a little stalking. Congratulations on your engagement ring looks amazing sweetie yes congratulations on having a dog that sh- that just sounds like a blast so mm-hmm. and we decided to give you a song that we thought was very cozy just very relaxing vibes
0: mm-hmm. so
1: we chose fallen for you by colby Calais. my mind immediately goes to like a super bubbly bathtub maybe you have some lush bath bombs in there Ooh. you're relaxing in your bath maybe you have a glass of wine maybe you have one of those like nice like boards where you can watch like a movie on your ipad or something and you're kind of just relaxing having a soak you put on your robe when you get out like a nice fluffy robe you do a little face mask you uh, you know head to bed pop on the light do a little reading to kind of doze off and you know before you go to bed we just get this like glimpse of this other hand (laughs) putting their hand on top of yours and it's just like you're very content you're feeling just so comfortable in your skin so happy
0: so comforting so cozy so next up we have a review from diana uh we also stalked your instagram and um The montage that I have in mind is set to the song, Cosmic Love by Florence and the Machine. And I think that the start of this montage, it's like one of those, like kind of a little bit chilly, but not too cold fall evenings in New York City. I love that. Yeah, all you need is a light jacket. It's perfect. (laughs) And you're meeting up with your friend because you decided to like meet up for a drink and you sit down at the bar, for what you thought was going to be just like a very chill night but it's one of those nights that like slowly by like all this divine intervention and like you meet all these people turns into kind of like a crazy ride that you always remember so maybe you're sitting at the bar and then like the bartender is like oh somebody bought you like these glasses of champagne and then maybe there's some like love interest across the bar and you end up talking to them and then you end up going to like another bar that's like super fancy and you meet all these people you end up going dancing you're walking through the streets you grab that late night dollar pizza or like taqueria diana nachos yum just like laughing dancing feeling alive feeling free and just enjoying being in the city let's get taqueria diana tomorrow absolutely
1: and to round it out for yeah it's evening to round it out for this evening yes we have a review from K. Donnie Lau. Thank you for the review. It's very, very sweet. Thank you for giving us a 10 out of 10. Yes. We decided that we wanted to give you a Jesse McCartney song. I just feel like, I don't know, something about it. I was like, this, mm-hmm. it call, this calls for a Jesse McCartney song, right? Yeah. And Christina was like, oh, my gosh, what about Right Where You Want Me?, From Halloween Town 4, and I said that's not canon, (laughs) but I'll take a look. Um, So, in this montage, I picture you in the library. You're reading your book, you're doing your studying, maybe you're highlighting something, and you just like turn your head over and you see this attractive stranger, and you're like intrigued, but you remember that you're studying. And you keep highlighting, you keep doing your thing. But then you look over again and you realize that they're looking at you. They're like, Oh, are you reading about transgravitational pulls also? I don't know, are you a physicist? <laughs> and you're like, Yeah, that's what I'm studying right now. Mm. You guys start talking. It's very, you know, it's very profesh. it's giving library. <laughs> But he decides to give you his number. And he's like, I'm not doing anything later. Mm. You're like thinking about your task at hand. It takes you some time. Maybe you finish the chapter you're studying, and you're like, I'm going on a journey. Mm. And you meet up with them, and that's where it ends. We don't get to see what happens, but it's the will they, won't they, Mm. the push and pull.
0: Well, thank you so much for the wonderful reviews. Uh, It was so sweet to get to read some just really lovely words of support from you guys. And uh, yeah, we're now through with all the July reviews. So we'll be hitting August next. And if you would like a montage shout out, all you need to do is write us a five star written review on Apple Podcasts. Always DM us and let us know if you want to tell us about yourself. We love to make them personal. So yeah. Before we dive into it, we also just want to remind you that we do have a Patreon, and this month we will be covering Juno, and that episode is going to be coming out on the 16th, so stay tuned for that. Very excited to record that episode, so if you would like access to our Juno episode, you can join our Patreon. It's $5 a month, and you get tons of exciting perks, so definitely check it out. And I guess with that being said, should we...
1: Chair right into it. Ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to chair the first uh, part. It's mandatory. Yeah.
0: All right. Let me stre- Let me stretch. Get in the zone. Okay. So we open up. It's like a dark auditorium, and we see this blonde. Young lady, Whittier, our main character, and she is cheering her little heart out. And she goes, <clears throat> "Like wow, like crap. Last year I was a high school brat, but now I'm here. Hope I'm the one you picked to cheer." And the judge is like, "Fantastic! That was amazing. <laughs> you know, you you got you know you got spunk, you got spirit, but I need you to be louder." And she's like, "I can do that." like woo like we i'm at the university i'm psyched i'm here hope i'm the one you choose to cheer i yell real loud and make the stinger super proud and he's like oh incredible (laughs) i'm gonna throw up incredible (laughs) that was amazing you you're you're sheer genius personified and she's like really and he's like fuck no boom Uh, psych bitch you fucking suck (laughs) yeah he literally just starts screaming at her about how that was boring she was unoriginal and the biggest piece of crap he's ever seen you suck and then we see Whittier just get like pelted with food like tomatoes like it looks like fucking mustard and ketchup and like like vomit
1: burgers yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) shit shit she's covered in poop
0: (laughs) So she screams, but oh, it was all a dream. My wow. God. This is a <laughs> this is
1: a flashback of when I think I started high school or something, and my parents were like, be careful because people can get bullied and like mm-hmm. <laughs> this is gonna sound like insane. And I can't cause I can't remember the context if it was like this had happened at another school. Mm. And they had seen it on the news or, like, if they were just, like, warning me. Right. I do remember my dad saying something along the lines of, like, you know, the, they could line you up on the football field and throw shit at you and, like, <laughs> warn me just, like,
0: against the
1: dangers
0: of, like, <laughs> high school. <laughs> yeah. That is horrifying to be, like, lined up in front of a firing squad of, like, tomatoes. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Whittier has woken up from her nightmare, and she, in fact, is arriving for her first day at university. She
1: has a bunch of her stuff, and we see her asking for directions to – I think it's like Bancroft Hall or something. Yeah. She keeps, like, trying to ask people for directions, and no one will talk to her. And then finally, she goes up to some girls, and she's like, do you know where this place is? The cheerleaders stay there. Like, I'm trying out for the team. And these women are like neo-modern ballerinas. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: they're like, we're into neo-modern ballet, not pom-poms. And we can't direct you to Bancroft Hall because Nathaniel Bancroft was a slave owner and imperialist. And they like walk away.
0: And I felt like I was back at NYU right, all over again.
1: (laughs) So Whittier's friend Monica comes over and she's like – Oh, it's so nice to see you. It's clear They're roommates. They know each other from cheer camp. And they also have, like, this funny thing where Monica's like, what's the score now? Whittier zero, Monica one, because she is able to,
0: like, direct her to the dorm. Yeah, because apparently she also, like, saved her ass at cheer camp, too. So this is, like, a running yeah. thing we see throughout. So we then go to, like, freshman orientation. We see all these, like, different booths lined up, uh, different clubs. We got the neo-ballerinas, the theater club, the martial arts club. The dean is like giving a speech about, you know, asking people not to urinate in the library. Classic. 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 And Whittier notices this dude smiling at her and she smiles back. And like, I have not seen this movie in, in many, many, many years. So like, I did not remember the majority of it, but I was just very shocked that this was the love interest because I, at first I was like, is this a 45-year-old man? Because he's got like a handlebar mustache and like the cutoff sleeves. I was like, he just looks older. Yeah, he had kind in a of weird like, way. <laughs>
1: some might call it like bad style. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, I guess he kind of just looks like a
0: a 90s skateboarder, maybe. I get, but there's like. He's giving me some kind of weird like country or trucker vibe with the mustache. The facial hair was really throwing me off with this one because I feel like – when, because when you think of kind of like the bad boy alt boy in Bring It On, yeah. it's Jesse Bradford who like was still pretty like clean cut. He would just wear a Sex Pistols t-shirt and they were like, oh, he's like grunge. Yeah.
1: But-
0: <laughs> But, the yeah, the facial hair was throwing me. I was like, oh, I guess this is the love interest. But I kind of – I mean, I thought he was cute. Did you? I mean – Did you? His hair – I'm not into, like, light-haired dudes for the most is part. Is his hair that
1: light? He kind of reminded me of um, Dean from, like,
0: The Bachelor. Oh, yeah, when he had his long hair. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um, yeah, I think I just – I really didn't like his facial hair. And I would be intrigued to see him without it because I do think he has pretty good bone structure. I think maybe if you look up a picture of him now. There's potential there. But, yeah, they're smiling at each other. She smiles back. And then the dude next to him, who's, like, a super tall, like, football player, does this super obvious lean back where he's, like, checking out Whittier's ass. It's very obnoxious. So the dean is droning on, and he's talking about the various clubs at the school, but also informs the crowd that they had to cut funding for... The Martial Arts Club, the Ballet Society, and the Musical Theater Department. So, pretty rough. They're really upset. Right, right. But he's like, don't worry, everybody, because we didn't have to cut any money from football or the cheer squad. Don't worry, y'all.
1: We did not have to cut any money from our two biggest money makers. Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) So, it's clear that there are very strong motives – Uh, immediately after like but don't worry we didn't cut any money from these two things the stingers varsity cheerleading team comes out they just like backflip on stage and everyone's Mm. like tina 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 and the banner rips open tina is at the top of the pyramid and she's like I'm Tina Hammersmith. Y'all ready to rock the body electric? Let's get this party started. Lord. (laughs) Did you write there no Navarro, but they're fine? I did. (laughs)
0: Listen, I watched cheer. They're not on the same level. (laughs) Right. I mean, they do
1: a chant. They're like, stingers in the house, we're on the attack. Got no extra fat. We don't eat Big Macs. That's gross. It's it's oh my so like God. it's like really like rhymey and stupid. Mm. Oh, I guess the word for it would be corny. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty corny. Yeah. <laughs> they do, they're very organized, you know, they're a varsity cheer squad. They finish, everyone cheers, everyone applauds, and Whittier tells Monica it's terrible because they're perfect. And she's just really really nervous about auditioning Mm -hmm. so the guy from before comes up to Whittier and tells her she should check out her own ass whoa and Monica's like all right like don't pay them any mind and his friend makes fun of him he's like he just keeps like repeating what he's saying and then Derek is like And I'm repeating what my friend is saying because I don't have a brain, and he repeats it. Yeah. The gags are thin. The gags are thin, my friends. Mm -hmm. What can I say?
0: Yeah, and she's like, wow, thank you. And I'm like, you didn't do anything, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. So that night in the dorm, Whittier is looking in the mirror and deciding whether or not to wear her belly button ring in her audition because – She's like, oh, you know, it might distract them if they're looking at my belly if I, like, mess up one of my handsprings or whatever. But Monica's like, you don't need distractions. You're going to be great. But Whittier is really feeling the pressure because they're not in high school anymore. Like, this is the big leagues. And says, you've got to be the poo, which is, like, a reference to the first movie when they're like – Missy's the poo, so take a big whiff. Yeah. (laughs) And Monica's like, oh, well, yeah, that guy, Handlebar Mustache Derek at orientation, thought you were the poo." clearly. And Whittier's like, what? Oh, my God. Like, I guess he was looking at me, but I need to stay focused. I got to work on my moves. So they stand up and just have a little dance party. So cute. Just girly things.
1: The next day, Tina auditions this girl named Janice. And she's like, you know, just by trying out today, you're already a winner. Unless you get cut. Then you're a loser. And Janice is like, um, I'm going to begin with a simple aerial. But Tina's like, no. Front handspring, back handspring, front handspring, back handspring, back handspring, back handspring, back handspring front handspring, <laughs> back handspring. And this girl is like flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. BB boo boo bop. <laughs> this girl comes in. She cheers. It's really bad. This other guy break dances. Monica auditions with an original dance routine. Janice continues to do handsprings. The girl who cheered, she keeps like messing up. And she's like,
0: fuck me, fuck me. (laughs) She's like, give me an S, S, give me a T, R. I just screwed up again, dang it, I can't believe it. Now just kill me, bam. (laughs) Shoots herself in the head with her finger. I was like, oh my God. That part I actually thought was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Finally, Janice is done with her handsprings and she chucks up her lunch. She barfs. Yeah. I was like, Janice, you were so close. So close. Finally, it's Whittier's turn And Tina immediately is like, remove that offensive, shiny thing from your midsection. So Whittier just throws her belly button ring on the floor. Mm -hmm. So Whittier goes into a full-blown gymnastics floor routine. Everyone is stunned. They're impressed. And Tina makes a note on her roster, just like, wow, underline.
0: Yeah. So – Big deal. We then see kind of this deliberation in the gym. So it's Tina, head cheerleader, her lackey, Marnie, who is Haley from Wintry Hill, and Greg. So Tina and Marnie are going through all the applicants and they finally get to Whittier. And Marnie's like, Yeah, she was okay. Like, it was whatever. She's fine. <laughs> and Greg is like, What are you talking about? She's new head cheerleader material. And Marnie is like, Um, hello. We already have a future head cheerleader. And it's me. And these two have like a lot of bickering back and forth. Greg is like, oh, except Whittier is cuter than you. And Marnie is like going in on like Whittier saying that she's not cute. And her blonde hair is fake. And they're like, Marnie, your blonde hair is fake. And she's like, I was born with dark roots, okay? And Tina's like, listen, I'm the one who makes the decisions, kicks them out. And that's when the Dean comes into the gym. Dean Sebastian. Just immediately creep vibes out this dude, especially because he was like, yeah, I've been sitting out there all day watching these girls walk in and out of their auditions. I'm like, that's weird. Like, what? don't you have anything else to do? That's weird. I didn't really think about that verbiage. I kind
1: of just thought like he was like, oh, I've been here the whole time, like, watching
0: from the back room or something i don't know it's very strange i'm like you are running a school go do that and he's like some of them were ugly some hideous some sublime and i'm like that is creepy so he then mentions whittier and says that she will be next year's head cheerleader and tina's like that's crazy She's a freshman. Besides, that spot is reserved for Marnie. Like, Marnie has paid her dues. She's been on the squad. But Dean is like, listen, the national titles that your team has won have tripled alumni donations and allowed me the lifestyle that I'm accustomed to. And I'm like, is he embezzling money from the university? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. So he's like, I'm not going to throw away my new lifestyle for a mediocre Marnie. And Tina's like, okay, Whittier might have what it takes, but she's raw. And then the dean is like, then you must mold her whatever it takes. And again, there's some weird energy. I don't like it. And she agrees that she'll do whatever it takes.
1: I couldn't tell if the dean was supposed to be like creepy or just like elusive. Because Mm -hmm. in the opening, when Whittier has that dream, I'm like, Oh, like he's like kind of this like weird figure mm. that he could totally read as creepy too.
0: Yeah. Also at first I wasn't sure if like he was her dad or something when he first walked in walked in because they were like very familiar, but then I was like, oh no, this is not her dad. There's just like a weird power thing. There's obviously like an agreement between them that like she you know, gets the team to win. He gets to embezzle the school.
1: Yeah, it felt <laughs> kind of like um, the relationship between the principal and what's her face in the Bratz movie, Meredith. But then, like they, it it just turns out that he's a a dean. Yeah, so that was boring. But he's sure. just a
0: white collar criminal, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? So we cut to. Everyone getting their tree uniform, like the team has been chosen. When Whittier comes up to get her uniform, um, Marnie makes a joke about it being a size four. And she's like, Oh, uh, this is a size four. Are are you sure you can fit? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding.
0: There's like a lot, there's a lot more like body image talk in this one than the first one, I feel. And I guess it also is like the mid 2000s. So that's when this was really ramping up culturally. But, yeah, there's a lot of, like, body talk, fat phobia talk. Like, don't eat that. There's too many calories, which is always, like, jarring to see. Yeah. I think it was
1: definitely also because the first movie, the conflict was them, like, stealing the cheers. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's more of, like, bullies and, like, yeah. standing up for yourself. Yeah. So... Wit gets her, co- um, I keep wanting to say costume. <laughs> Wit gets her uniform. Monica gets her uniform. Janice comes up and gets a load of towels. And Marnie is like, oh, you're on the squad as the towel girl. It's so important to be the towel girl. Like, what if Tina had like a wet hand and like she didn't have a towel and she broke her wrist? Sure. So, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tina is welcoming the new recruits, and Marnie hands them these giant binders full of squad rules. and they're like, people have given their ankles, ligaments, collarbones in service to these very uniforms that you have on your taut little bodies, because from here on out, we must be the bomb diggity.
0: This is where the phrase bomb diggity starts to rain terror on us for the rest of the movie. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: And Tina's just like, you must like sleep better. You must eat better. Mm. You must floss better. Are you ready, Whittier? And Wit is like, uh. uh, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very intense, that's for sure. We then cut to later that night. Whittier's like, okay, I need to take this seriously. She's practicing in her room already. They haven't even had like a single practice yet. And the guy, Derek from Orientation, is watching her through the window. Uh, creepy. Yeah. (laughs) He then yells up and he's like, hey, is everything okay up there? And she's like, yeah, oh my god, you're the orientation guy. So he introduces himself as Derek. Yeah, you're that loser that was talking to me yesterday, (laughs) right? You're that guy with the handlebar mustache. What's going on? So... (laughs) It's kind of awkward because they're yelling at each other from the dorm to the ground. It's, you know, a modern day Romeo and Juliet, one might say. And (laughs) he's like, hey, do you want to do something illegal? And she's like, okay. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) So Whittier and Derek end up climbing this wall to the college pool. But Whittier's like, no, I'm not going to jump down. Like, what if I sprain my ankle? Tina will kill me. But she does eventually give in and like she lands on him. He does not catch her very successfully. But they sit with their feet in the pool and Derek talks about how 2 a.m. is the best time to swim because, you know, the rest of the time he's doing his work study in the cafeteria. He also is like a full time student. He works part time at an audio store and in his free time, he's a DJ. And then she asks, why do you work so much? And I'm like, why do you think? Do you think he just does all this for fun? No. He says that his dad wouldn't pay his tuition unless he did pre med, but he doesn't want to be a doctor. And she's like, oh, interesting. Well, you know what they say about men who work too hard? They come tired boring they lose their spontaneity and she like takes off all her clothes and jumps in the pool oh he strips down and jumps in he's like boring my ass and they have a little like flirty flirty underwater he's like oh you look great underwater and she's like thanks and they kiss it's quite steamy it's pretty cute and uh after they kiss for a little bit she's like i have to go but he asked her to stay, and she's like, "No, like my roommates probably worried about me, especially since you're turning me into a criminal." Mm-hmm. So they have a little little repartee, a little tête-à-tête. Yeah.
1: After all of this, the shenanigans and the flirtations are over. Mm. Back to practice we go. We're in the midst of a pyramid, and Tina just goes through one by one, picking apart the squad members. She's like, what a fucking crazy thing to say. She tells Monica her ass looks like a hefty bag full of chili dogs. Crazy. And goes up to, I think it's Greg, and she's like, that's not a happy smile. That's a hate smile. And he's like, is it that obvious? (laughs) So there's just like a montage of them practicing, and Tina tearing them apart, screaming at them. Marnie is literally – Yelling in a Whittier's face as she's trying to do a lift, and she's like trying to lift up this weight. I forget what it's called when you're on your back.
0: I lifting don't it up.
1: Know. All right, it's okay. <laughs> but she's
0: like, "This is a car on your mom. You're lifting a car off your mother. Lift it off her. Lift it off her."
1: And she finally lifts up the weight, and she's like, "Too late. She's dead." Oh my god. Yeah. So at the end of practice, Tina tells them they all look like crap, and she asks Monica and Wit to do a pop off. But Monica turns to Wit and she's like, "Hey, let's do a cradle instead." And she's like, "You want to? Sure." So they do it. <laughs> I could have told you that Tina was going to mm-hmm. be pissed. Yeah, I, I could have told you a mile away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not it. Monica says that they were just giving the routine a little individuality, and Tina's like. You are no longer an individual. You are a minute part of a big ass machine with my name on it. So Witt apologizes and Tina's like, meet me in my office
0: at 0800. Wit's like, is I don't know the what time address? that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Whittier does go to the sorority house where Tina has her own like massive office. It's insane. Whittier sits down and Tina starts talking about uh, George W. Bush, Reagan, and Eisenhower. She has photos of all of them on her desk and says that they were all cheerleaders, the three greatest presidents of the past 200 years. And I was like, <laughs> um, I don't know about that. And even Whittier's like, was Ronald Reagan really one of the top three? And she, Tina's like, top 40. But, anyways, um, <laughs> her point is that cheerleaders make great leaders, and Whittier is not a good leader. Tina then shows Whittier all the photos on the wall of the former captains, starting back in 1939, all the way to the Hammersmith dynasty, and the empty frame is for who will take the title next. And Whittier's like, oh yeah, Marnie. And Tina's like, potentially Marnie. (laughs) but actually she's so full of shit (laughs) so full of shit i've been thinking it could be you whittier and whittier's like what like i thought you were gonna kick me (laughs) off the team and tina's like no i i know things got a little heated but that's just because i expect more from you than the others especially that monica who's a sinking ship you know maybe you should stop being friends with her And Whittier's like, that's literally my roommate, so no. (laughs) But Tina starts going on about all the perks of being captain, like the fame, the adoration. She talks about, like, people pay for her phone number, like $300 is what the going rate is right now. Mm -hmm. People are dying to do her homework. She gets a parking spot anywhere she wants. There's people with posters of her on their wall. And this could all be Whittier's, but it depends on how bad she wants it. So she'll really have to shine at the home opener this weekend. So freaking true.
1: The mind games, the manipulation, the manipulation, the cheerlipulation. <laughs> am I right? Am I right, ladies? Whittier is. I'm sure her head is buzzing. You know, mm-hmm. what's a girl to do but go to the cafeteria? She meets up with Monica and Janice for lunch, and she's like, "Guys, Tina told me I could be the next head cheerleader," and they're both really happy for her. Like, neither of them are mm-hmm. jealous. They're clearly like honest friends. Yeah. And Wit asks Monica if she's upset, and she's like, "Oh no, I'm just killing time until I become JLo's backup dancer." So it's clear that Monica has her own ambitions, and it's yeah. For her, cheer doesn't mean everything, yeah. Wit starts to lecture Monica about how she like changed the choreo and just like screams out of nowhere. Monica over here is about to enjoy her burrito, or I think it's actually a hot dog. Yeah, I think it's a chili cheese dog, yeah. but wit is like that's over six hundred eighty calories and thirty five grams of saturated fat. Oh no. And Monica's like, You must have had a very special talk with Tina, but your Jedi mind tricks couldn't fend off the dark side of the Force. And she tells Monica if she wants to be the bomb diggity, then she has to act like the bomb diggity. Yeah. She's like going into this whole captain thing. It's getting to her head.
0: Yeah. Monica
1: is like, I'm not going to listen to this.
0: Yeah. Whittier is clearly like very easily – influenced oh yeah um it doesn't really have the strongest spine at this point in the film so it's before the home opener the cheerleaders are like getting ready to go out and perform monica is talking to the mascot and he's like very passionate about his role he's like i go out there first before anyone else like i set the tone for the show and she's like you're literally a bug so Tina goes down the line. She is giving everybody, um, quote, unquote, constructive feedback, a.k.a. just, you know, yelling at them. She's like, Whittier, head cheerleader, don't forget. (laughs) And Marnie overhears this and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm supposed to be head cheerleader. And Tina's like, Marnie, focus on the routine. And I think like Marnie kind of like snaps at her a little bit and is like, how the fuck am I supposed to focus on the routine? And Tina walks away and she's like, Tina, I'm so sorry. Like, please don't hate me. Please don't hate hate me. me. Don't be mad at me. Halftime comes
1: around and the squad gets called out for the halftime show. Sammy, the stinger, immediately falls over a Mm -hmm. water cooler. Setting the tone. Yep. But the squad begins their performance. They do their routine. Everyone loves it. Marnie is mad the entire time Mm -hmm. Monica gets to lead this amazing dance sequence and everyone claps at the end Marnie is about to cry but Whittier does this like cute little facial to the camera she like sticks out her tongue and she's like
0: yeah yeah we then cut to like the sorority house in Tina's office where everybody is watching that footage over and over again of Whittier sticking out their tongue they're like oh my god that's amazing and I'm like Okay,
1: like... (laughs) I thought that they were making fun of her at first. I was really confused. Yeah. Because I was like, you didn't want her to wear a belly button ring, but you're okay with her sticking her tongue out?
0: It was so weird because then we see, like, right after this, everyone's like, oh my god, Whittier, like, that was so amazing. Like, great shot. And I'm like... Inspired. (laughs) Inspired. Bitch, stuck her tongue out. Like, what am I missing? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What am I missing, though? That's all it takes? Yeah. I'm like, I could do that. I can't do anything else, but I can do that. (laughs) So, yeah. Whittier arrives at the house. Everybody starts clapping for her, and they come up to greet her. And the senior's like, oh, like, you're Whittier. Like, I'm a senior. And, (laughs) (laughs) And this girl is like, oh, my God, Whittier. Like, we just saw the video. It's the shizzle gag. (laughs) (laughs) Tina comes over and she's like, everybody, like, hands off my cheerleader, takes Whittier aside and is like, yeah, that tongue out facial was totally inspired. Let me introduce you to somebody. So she brings Whittier over to this guy named Todd, a.k.a. Luke from the OC. Love. And she's like, this is Todd. He's a starting wide receiver, 6'1", 3.2 GPA, Runs a 4.640. He then is like, actually, I run a 4.540. Tina then says to Whittier, you know, this is why I go through all the trouble of hosting these parties so that people like you two can meet and mingle. And that's when Wit notices that Monica is talking to that guy, that like disgusting guy who hit on her at orientation. Mm hmm. Is his name Fatneck or is that a nickname? In, so on Amazon,
1: as I was watching it, they list him as Fatneck. Wow. That's that's what it's listed as. Rough. I I I did not see a name for him. Unless maybe they say his name and I like missed it but on so. Amazon when I paused it said fat neck so Jesus. that's what I wrote in my notes that that's a rough one for that guy <laughs> I mean he's like physically fit It's just yeah. that I think it's like you know you see like a guy sometimes has like a fucking just a massive neck like a tree trunk yes yes exactly anyways so <laughs> <laughs> fat neck keeps talking to Monica about football and she's like I'm sorry can we just like talk about something else for a minute and he's like, "Oh yeah, sure." She's like, "Thank you, I appreciate it." And then mentions how Tina told him Monica is a sea cub. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> then some guys in the corner are like looking at the girls, or so we think. I like. I thought this was really interesting. I, I like mm. the scene. So one of the guys is talking to Greg and about like a hot girl that he sees, but Greg is like, "Oh, I was looking at that guy." And this football guy is like, you're gay. Like I don't have anything against that, but as a football guy, it's the rules that I have to kick your ass now. And Greg is like, um, okay, but I bench at two twenty, and the guy is clearly impressed. Mm. He's like, uh, okay, two thirty, sure. Why don't you bench each other?
0: Yeah. Just, I know what you're really into. Yeah, go into the locker room, figure it out amongst yourselves. <laughs> so Monica then pulls Wit away from uh, Luke Ward from the OC and is like, hey, can we leave this party? This is not fun. But Whittier's like, come on, like we just cheered on national television. This is like our coming out party. And that's when... <laughs> Handlebar mustache Derek shows up, and he is She's like, perfect, yeah. so glad you came, hon. <laughs> he's looking around for wit, but who finds him instead but Fat Neck, and he's like, oh, it's the smart guy from orientation, you gonna say something smart? And he's like, no, and he like slips away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he literally just like slithers <laughs> away like a little bug.
0: Yeah. So... Derek goes to meet up with Monica and Whittier. She's, like, super happy to see him. They kiss, and I'm like, whoa, this went to, like, couple territory so fast.
1: I guess we don't know how long they've been rehearsing, but it definitely feels like they met once, and then yeah. the next thing we know, she's like, come to this party to celebrate with me. This is my oh, boyfriend. Oh, hey. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It we're happened getting in fast. <laughs> we're getting married next week.
0: Ring by spring. Um, <laughs> it's like... Pretty insane. So they're like now a couple, and Tina comes over, and she's like, "Um, "Excuse me, no riffraff, no uh, no party crashers allowed." And Whittier's like, "Oh no, he's he's with me. This is Derek. Uh, He is the campus DJ." And Tina's like, (laughs) "Tina's like, he's not DJ. He's not a campus DJ." Steam starts coming out of her ears. Yeah, and she's like, whittier um, there's a ton of hot football players inside, and you're here with a DJ." She's like, "A, de- a, de- a de- DJ, a de- DJ."
1: <laughs> I'm like, "News for you, my dear." I would say the early 2000s were the best time for DJs. I agree. Everyone wanted to be a DJ. Right?
0: I feel like now. From 2000
1: to 2010, I feel like everyone and their mother wanted to be a DJ.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, DJ? That's embarrassing. But back then, yeah. <laughs> those were the times. Right. So she pulls Whittier aside and she's like, listen. There's a hierarchy in college. It's football players, basketball players, soccer hunks, lacrosse studs, frat presidents, frat headmasters, guys with cars with parking spots, guys with cars without parking spots, really useless, black student activists, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all the way at the bottom are campus DJs, one spot above cafeteria workers. And Derek's like, um, actually, I work in the cafeteria too. So come at me. Tina then reminds Whittier about their conversation the other day and is like, You need to decide if you're with him or you're with us. Monica's like looking at Whittier, like, Obviously, there's only one correct answer here. But Whittier's like, I'm sorry, Tina. And then looks at Derek and he's like, Whoa, because he was not expecting her to pick the cheer squad over him. He was not. Yeah. I was like, She met you yesterday, homie. Yeah. Like, on the one hand, Tina – yeah, Tina's a menace and she's horrible and – She is a menace. Yeah. But also, if cheerleading is like Whittier's whole life and she met you yesterday – Let's be realistic, you know. So Derek leaves the party. He's like, whatever, I'm out of here. And Whittier's like, I'll call you. And Monica is also shocked at Whittier's behavior. She's like, I can't believe you. And Tina tells Whittier that she's stuck with the winners – and Monica's like, oh, what, you think you're a winner? Because all these people are, you know, up your bomb diggity butt and walks out. And everyone's like, oh, shit.
1: So the next day at practice, Whit comes up to Monica and Greg. They're stretching out together. And Monica kind of ignores her and asks Greg to help her stretch out her hamstring. Wit sees Tina come in and tries to apologize for the party. Um, but Tina just begins practice and tells them today they're going to work on manners and respect because some of them don't know how to behave at team functions. Then she looks right at Monica and has her do this super hard combination. Monica takes it like a champ, does it flawlessly, but then Tina has her do it again and again. And Monica continues, but then she kind of, like, gets an injury in her hamstring. It's not, like, a broken bone, but she's, like, in pain, right? Right. So she falls, and Tina goes berserk. Yeah. Greg tries to come over and just tells her to stop. So Tina walks back, and she's like, you're right, I should rest. Wit, call out the steps. And Wit's like, bro, bro. Monica is injured. She's like on the floor. Bettina tells her to do it now or she's off the team. And Whit is like, okay, then I'm off the team. And Monica quits too.
0: Yeah. Whit
1: (laughs) gives back her uniform and takes off her skirt, takes off the top, takes back, you know, takes off the Sphinx. And she's like, this is supposed to represent team spirit, but instead it feels guilty and shameful. And they take off together. But Wit comes back for her uniform because she's like, I actually need this to get home. So,
0: Yeah. Also, Greg is going to quit too. Like, he's about to walk. Right. But then she's like, Greg, you'll lose your cheer scholarship. And he's like, that's right. I will stay (laughs) under a shameful cloud.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love Greg. (laughs) Monica tells Tina goodbye, Miss Bomb Diggity. Mm -hmm. And Tina's like – They'll be back. Cut two hours later, Tina is sobbing, and she's like, why will Wit come back? They're not coming back. And Marnie's like, it's only Wit. And Tina's like,
0: go get me ice cream.
1: Classic.
0: So we then go to a little softball game that's happening on campus. Mm-hmm. Whittier is also eating a chili cheese dog. And I will say I really did have a craving for chili cheese dogs after this movie.
1: I might go get a vegan hot dog after we record this.
0: Ooh, that's a good call. That's a really good call.
1: This movie really said, I think it was, I looked at the timestamp when this happened and it was like in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Like there was so much exposition. So much. They don't quit until literally like the 40 second mark, 40 second minute mark.
0: It was insane because I I remembered the basic plot of like, yeah, they're on the team and then they quit and then they start their own team. Right. But I was really shocked by how much of the movie <laughs> is before they quit and start their own squad. Because one would think that would be the main. The main plot. Part. Like they should have quit the squad by the first 30 minutes, 20 minutes even. Big Red leaves in the first
1: five minutes of the first movie different plot but still Mm -hmm. they find out that they're stealing cheers pretty early on
0: yeah the pacing is bad i think that they just honestly didn't have enough to fill out the majority of the movie being about the other squad Mm -hmm. they were like i guess we'll just like stretch out the bullying in the first 40 minutes
1: Right. There could have been a lot more character development. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a lot of comments to say at the end, but... Yeah. Like, we were talking about how Derek comes and it's, like, suddenly their boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah. We couldn't have even seen, like, another date or something. Yeah. Like, maybe we could have, like, gotten more invested. I don't know, dude.
0: Yeah. But there, there were a lot of holes to be filled. And even, like, their conversation that they had at the pool was just like, oh, I work a lot of jobs because... My dad wants me to be a doctor and I don't want to be. I want to be a DJ. And she's like, wow. Wow. I really like you. And that's it. Like, we don't, we actually don't really learn Mm -hmm. much about Whittier at all in this movie. No, no. She's a pretty hollow vessel for us to just kind of latch on to. So I don't feel. Anywhere near the same amount of, like, attachment for Whittier that I did for Torrance. I love Torrance. Right? A way more well-rounded character. Yeah.
1: Kirsten Dunst is also just really endearing. Like, I feel like she draws you in very easily.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, back to this very mediocre movie. So, (laughs) we're at the softball game whittier is watching with monica and greg and she's just watching this team and she's like wow we suck like we are losing right and greg is like oh like don't worry about it just enjoy the sunshine it'll make you feel better it's nature's prozac and she's like i ruined my career as a cheerleader i ruined my relationship with Derek." I'm down in the dumps. Nothing's going my way. Mm-hmm. And Monica's like, feel better. <laughs> <laughs> feel better, Greg. Let's go to the library. Yeah. Anyways, peace. So they leave and they're just like, yeah, it'll be okay. Whatever. See ya. Mm-hmm. So they go off. Whittier keeps watching the game and she hears like the rhythmic sound of the sprinkler and starts tapping her little finger on her styrofoam chili cheese dog plate and she's like come on y'all let's hear it we got stinger spirit come Come on y'all let's let's hear hear it it. we got got stinger Stinger spirit
1: Spirit. come on y'all let's hear it (laughs) we've got stinger spirit yes come on y'all let's hear it we've got stinger spirit when i tell you that this girl her life her blood the air she breathes Mm -hmm. is cheer yeah eat sleep cheer repeat (laughs) lather rinse repeat cheer (laughs) on earth she's like oh what a shitty softball game Come on, team, yeah. let's hear it. We're down in the dumps, and we're going to, like, it's literally, like, second nature for her. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And this is the only thing we know about her. That That's is the it? only thing. That's the only attribute. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no thoughts, just, just cheer. For- <laughs> and, like, not to constantly compare it to the first one, but, like, how can you not? Right. The thing of, with Torrance was that she never felt good enough. That was her thing is she didn't she felt like people didn't believe in her. She didn't know if she had what it takes to be captain. Um she was like plagued by the idea that she was cursed by the spirit stick. Oh, I love the spirit stick. out like Yeah, story convention. Yeah. So like Torrance's thing is that, like I have something to prove. But for Whittier, I'm just kind of like you like to cheer? You want to have a cheer career in college? Certainly. I don't even know what our major is. No, no idea. Couldn't tell you. So, yeah, she does this cheer. People in the crowd also start clapping and cheering along. The girls on the softball team are like, okay, okay, like, let's get into tell it. Show me what you're
1: working with.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the other team, they hit the softball. The the outfield, I don't know, positions. They, they end up getting the other player out, right? So finally some sort of positive result for the Stinger softball team. And Whittier is like, oh my God, like it worked. She's super ecstatic. And so <laughs> it worked. All we have to do is cheer for the sports teams and they're suddenly good. All they need is a little spirit. So she <laughs> she backhand springs her way across the quad, goes up to Monica and is like, Monica, I know what we're doing. We're gonna start our own squad. All right. So what do so they do? finally we get the plot in this movie.
1: <laughs> We've been begging for a plot. So we go to auditions. They're like let's make it happen. We're rolling. We're working with fire. We're playing with fire. I don't know what this phrase playing is. Playing with gas.
0: We're cooking, with, cooking gas. with gas. There we go. We're, We're playing, playing with, with gas.
1: gas. We're passing out. <laughs> um yeah, so they hold auditions. And no one shows up. I think they've been waiting for an hour or something. Mm -hmm. Wit is like, did you remember to put the time on the flyers? What kind of color flyers did you use? And Monica's like, I told you I used a lemon yellow. And Wit is like, everybody knows that when you make a flyer, you use wild berry pink paper. That's why no (laughs) one showed up. So they argue back and forth. But then they hear some chattering and they're like, oh my gosh, I think someone's coming. So they sit down behind the desk and a guy walks up to them. I mean, not just any guy. Yes. (laughs) iCarly's brother.
0: Yes, Spencer. Walks up to them. (laughs) Spencer Shea strolls up in his little basketball shorts and tank top.
1: You might know him from Drake and Josh, too.
0: Mm hmm. Crazy. Steve? Crazy Steve. That might not be the name. I might have just pulled that out of my ass, but
1: I don't know. Steve sounds familiar.
0: Should I look it up? Yeah, let me fact check this. Very important. Crazy Dave? Maybe. Hang on. Crazy Steve. I was You were right. Wow. Imagine how smart I would be if I didn't store all this useless information in the dumb information of my brain. At
1: first, he quits his job in movie job and gives it to Josh because of a
0: complaint about a loose cup holder. Mm. Wow. In the Drake and Josh fandom.com description, it says Steve William Upshaw, more commonly known as Crazy Steve, is a mentally disturbed employee of the Premier Theater. <laughs> Sounds about right. Anyways, <laughs> so he auditions. It's not good. I don't even think we see him audition, though. I think he just walks up and he's no. like, are you ready to see my dope? And that's right. it. It's just implied that it went poorly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't see it. I actually think we do see it in the in the blooper reel at the end of this film. Ooh. But I did not pay close enough attention, and I'm not renting this movie again, so I'll never know. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Let's hear it. We've got stinger Spear. Yeah. <laughs> so after this quote-unquote audition – The girls are very discouraged because all the actual cheerleaders on campus are already cheerleaders on the varsity team. It's not like they're going to run into a bunch of people shouting cheers. Oh, what's that? People speaking loudly in an organized form? Let's follow it. So they come... (laughs) Sure, whatever. They come across people protesting outside the dean's office, and it's the Ballet Society, the Martial Arts Club, and the Musical Theater Department. Because as we remember, very vaguely from the beginning of the movie, their funding all got cut. So they are protesting, but they, for some reason, cannot say a unified, like, phrase. They're all talking all over each other. So they need a little structure.
1: I love how that's, like, the thing. It's like, wow,
0: they're trying to protest, but they don't know how. <laughs> if only they knew how to cheer. And I'm like, if half these people are theater people, they can memorize a line. Right. Right. i would hope to be or not to be
1: funded by cal state (laughs) 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 university that's the question question.
0: (laughs) that would have been Um, a very funny joke if they had put that in there i would have enjoyed it
1: we we would have and that's Mm. therein lies the rub you know what i mean yeah um who let me who gave me a mic (laughs) So Monica and Wit host a meeting in some, like, damp-ass basement. Yeah. And they explain that they're starting a new cheerleading club. No one is into this idea. Yeah. I think Wit even has these um, flashcards that she's like, oh, cheering is good for exercise and spirit. Yeah. The alt girl that we met earlier when Wit asked her for directions – says that most of her pieces involve anguish as a theme. Do you have any cheers about anguish? So Witt and Monica jump in and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we totally have those. Um, There's one that goes, that's all right. That's okay. So that that addresses anguish. (laughs) Um, And I was like, that's kind of deep. Yeah. (laughs) Then the theater guy asks about soliloquies and accents. And I'm... I just feel so shitty that this is what people think of us. Yeah. This is
0: our legacy. Yeah, it's not a good one. Just
1: Rachel Berries and, and guys who are fucking annoying. Yeah. It's hard, you know? It's not a it's good hard. look. You have to cast aside your heritage in order to be accepted, <laughs> in order to make friends, in order to get jobs. Yeah,
0: where it's like, I went to theater school derogatory. <laughs> That's
1: what it has to be. Like what was your major? Business. Uh, I was business. Don't ask. I'm not here with doctored certificates. Now. Mm. Um, so everyone is about to walk, but Monica's like, "Okay, listen up. If we're good, we can go to nationals, and if we win, we get a check for twenty thousand dollars, which
0: we could all use to fund your
1: passion projects." I
0: don't think it works that way. Like. I think you can only use that money on cheer. It's like right? it's not like a big it's like, oh, look at this big check, you know.
1: Yeah, like everyone go Let's Let's pay cash rent it for it a year. It. Like yeah. And I'm also like, so you're saying they could have the chance to go to nationals and at nationals they could win a check for twenty thousand dollars, mm. having just started cheerleading.
0: Yeah. Also, they make it seem like... Odds are slim, honey. Yeah, because it's not like they just go to nationals. You have to do like... I mean, if we're following the Glee formula, there's sectionals, there's regionals, there's nationals, right? The new directions. Mm Mm-hmm. So, see, this is why people hate theater people, because I immediately reference Glee when we're talking about a sports competition. But... Yeah, you don't just go straight to nationals. Like, there are other hurdles one must jump through, I imagine.
1: For sure. Because this is movie worlds. They're like, you've piqued my interest. <laughs> and it's like, listen, we're going to be a real squad where everyone gets a say. And if we're good, we can stamp out the varsity squad once and for all. And everyone signs up.
0: Wow. So we then cut to... The gigantic lawn of the sorority house where Tina and Marnie are lounging in the sun and just bitching about Whittier's new cheer squad. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we gotta crush them. And uh, Marnie paints a lovely picture about grinding their faces into mud, stomping on them, and driving over them with a Jeep Cherokee. So... That's fun. She's a really mild girl. Yeah. Tina then says, I actually did really like this line. And she says, um, you need to take a pill of the chill variety. And says that this new squad will not be a threat to them. They're just rejects and losers. And did you check out their practice space? He he he. I was like, yeah, I checked it out. And now I have
1: asbestos, and it's it's a lot of pain. And
0: now I need a tetanus shot.
1: Right, right. (laughs) I've been breathing in mold for the last hour.
0: Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, what's happening at
1: practice? Oh, it's just Whit and Monica trying to teach their ragtag group in the basement. Mm -hmm. This alt girl, her name is Penelope. She's, like, very postmodern. I'm honestly surprised that her thing is, like, postmodern ballet or whatever because it seems like she would be anti ballet. Yes. She seems very grunge in aesthetic. But whatever. It's kinda like I guess in um She's All That, how she like does the performance art stuff, but she's super shy. Yeah, yeah. So slowly but surely they are making just minuscule amounts of progress. And the alt girl Penelope, who's been trying to do this lift, finally gets the hang of it. But then she, like, lifts up her head to stand up straight and hits her head on the pipe and passes out. So
0: Yeah, and I don't think that those mats are, like, the best. I would agree. Prop's not up to code. So we then remembered that Handlebar Mustache Derek exists – because we haven't seen him for the past 30 minutes. Yeah, we have not seen mm-hmm. that man. He is doing his campus radio show when Monica comes by and is like, hey, like, I don't know if you heard, but like Whittier and I have this new squad and we're really improving, but we're missing rhythm and we need a beat to really like bring it all together.
1: We were thinking something like.
0: Come on, y'all, let so they're like, yeah, we need a great DJ. And Derek is like, listen, I got a lot going on. I have my three jobs. I'm a student. And Monica's like, listen. He's like, I have my three jobs. <laughs> He's, man's got a full plate. He's like, oh, yeah, he has a lot to do. Yeah. I don't know. And Monica's like, listen, Whittier feels really bad about what happened in that party. And I think she's just looking for a way to uh, reconnect. But Derek... Is still very upset. And the way that he answers is he's like introducing the next song and he's like, hey, like all you listeners, blah, blah. Like this next song goes out to anybody who ever found themselves like rejected by a perky blonde cheerleader. I don't know. It's like this whole bit that he has and is basically like, and I'm never talking to you ever again. Yeah. So (laughs) fat chance, Whittier. I'm not making a beat for you. So... Later,
1: who knows, days, weeks, we really have no clue. Yeah. The guy from the theater club, Francis, leads the squad in a prayer that they kick ass at their first performance. Who are they cheering for? Yeah. It's the Croquet Society. Classic. (laughs) They are like out of sync and the players are pissed because they can't focus Like, not because it's loud or distracting, but because they're just bad. Like, they're being a bad cheer team. Mm -hmm. So Derek drives up out of the blue in his truck with a giant speaker blasting a beat for them. And suddenly they've, like, come together. They're in sync. They're like, Mm. you know, one, two, three, four. And they get it together. They do their cheer. Hey, what they're actually not half bad. Wow. The croquet players, they get into it. My man wins the croquet <laughs> match. Every, the crowd goes wild. No one
0: has ever been this excited about croquet before.
1: Never. Wit goes up to Derek and they hug. They make amends. Who do we have watching them? Who's spying on them? Tina Hammer Smith. Mm-hmm. She got her binoculars in hand. Marnie's like, oh, they look really foolish. But Tina's like, they have enthusiasm. (laughs) Greg is like, yeah, and they have the love of the crowd. Do we? Mm. And this is when Tina threatens his scholarship if he ever goes against the team again.
0: That's a crazy thing to do.
1: I don't know why she's in control of that. I mean, if he quits the squad, I guess it just gets taken away. But like if she – you know, fired him or whatever. I feel like you could get that checked.
0: Yeah, that's like way too much power for a student. For to have. a student, yeah. And it doesn't seem like they have a coach. They do not have a faculty
1: member. Yeah, that's the weird part to me. That's the part I just. Well, then again, I feel like it was the same for Bring It On.
0: That's true. Yeah, they also didn't have a faculty. Can't number. ask too many
1: questions. You cannot ask too many questions. You can't
0: over intellectual. You can't intellectualize this movie. Not even over intellectual. Uh, not even over. Yeah. Just simply
1: intellectualize. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So we then go to the cafeteria where alt girl Penelope and theater boy Francis are talking about how exhilarating performing was. Penelope is like, I think I also experience what one might call moderate happiness. Like, that's crazy. So Marnie then goes up to Whittier, Monica, and Derek and is like, Oh, your squad's gonna have a tough time winning nationals when technically you don't exist, and shows them the bylaws which say that each university can only be represented by one cheer squad. And she says, So make like a Tom and cruise. And I was like, She did eat that up. That was a pretty good (laughs) line. I'll admit I'll admit it. That was pretty good. (laughs) Have you seen this
1: TikTok? Uh, I saw it a while ago. It was like, girls, like white girls, like why Mm. are you using A A V E? Get back into your early two thousands era. Yeah. You know what fucking slopped like whatever when like, whatever yeah. whatever and you're like ouch like you yeah. go home and you think about that that is one of those lines mm-hmm. make
0: like a tom and cruise devastating absolutely devastating <laughs> so penelope yells that this is modern day imperialism and i'm like that's a bit of a stretch where <laughs> where we're reaching a little too far with that one maybe would have to yeah. agree and Monica's like, okay, well, the bylaws don't say which team, and that team could be us. And Marnie's like, that's not going to happen. And then, like, gets pissed about the fact that Monica's wearing, like, a Stinger's hoodie. Tension's high. And Whittier's like, okay, listen. There's only one <laughs> impartial, honest person on the campus who can decide this. I wonder who that could be. He does end up being impartial. It's true. It's true. But...
1: He's a real weird guy. <laughs> I hate. It. I really don't like him. <laughs> yeah, just like you don't like the character.
0: He just gives me the worst vibes. Also, he's a criminal, but certainly, on top of that,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, guess who we're cutting to? It's the dean. Mm-hmm. So Tina and Whit go to the dean, and Tina's like weirdly flirting with him. I don't get that. Yeah, Whit points out that the rules don't state that a varsity cheer team has to be the team that goes to nationals. And he's like, okay, sure, technically, if you're squinting really hard, mm-hmm. but we're talking about seven consecutive wins. So the varsity team is going to nationals. And it says, with all due respect, that won't go over well with the student body. If you suppress our voices – you'll be hearing from us with phone calls, letters to trustees, and round-the-clock protests outside your door.
0: Now that's the power of collective action, people.
1: Yes. So with us for a competition in front of the entire student body, we can really decide which squad goes to nationals. And I guess the Fucking Dean is like a girl on girl. Hmm.
0: Ugh, why are you this way? Some thoughts are inside thoughts, dude. Anyway, I just (laughs) glaze a lot. Gotta glaze glaze over
1: it. (laughs) Tina tells Wit that as her friend, that competition could embarrass her and crush her already fragile psyche. And Wit's like, it's a risk I'm willing to take. And Dean actually agrees to the competition. This coming Saturday, literally two days from now, and Tina asks if she's ready to give up yet. And Wit says uh, she used to look up to her until she realized she is an insecure, tanorexic. Jesus. Then Tina calls Wit Hobbit <laughs> and says after this competition, she will be praying. She was her, and she'll be finished here and putting grapes in the jello molds in the cafeteria with her boyfriend. I've never seen a grape in a jello mold. never never seen it. And then wit is like, oh, huh, I know what it- I know exactly what to say. Oh, yeah, well, don't be all up in my kool-aid. What <laughs> that one had to be taken back. That one had to be rescinded. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to withdraw that deposit.
0: What a crazy thing to say. Because there are actually
1: some really good one-liners in this movie. Right. I didn't know why they had <laughs> that, yeah.
0: And there was so much build-up to it. She's like, oh, yeah? Well, don't be all up in my Kool-Aid. And I was like, oh, burn. What Ooh. the fuck? What the
1: hell even is that?
0: <laughs> daddy chill. I th- <laughs> I think, well, like, literally. Daddy chill tattoos. <laughs> oh, I will not be doing that. <laughs> Christian will get one with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a crazy line. Um yeah. I don't know how that made it through rounds of edits and right. filming. But I think even after like Whittier leaves the room, Tina's just kind of standing there like what? <laughs> <laughs> so, we then have a little uh a little break for some news, a little montage. Do-do-do-do-do. And uh we have Erica Marsh from One Tree Hill, aka Colleen. And she is, you know, doing her little broadcast, talking about how everybody is in a frenzy over this cheer showdown at the end of the week. We then cut to the varsity team where Tina is working her team to the freaking bone. And in her interview, she says that, you know, this amateur crowd is just a little speed bump on the way to nationals. Like, we're not worried about it at all. And Marnie's like, yeah, it's very important. It's very important. It's very important. And she starts, like, losing her mind. It's very important. It is so important. <laughs> Meanwhile, we go over to the other squad where Whittier is like, you know, we have a great squad. It's going to be tough. But Rocky beat Apollo Creed, right? And then somebody off screen is like, "Wait, Whittier, like, no, he didn't. She's like, he lost. <laughs> and you know colleen talks about how the squad basically like what they've been doing is actually cheering for all of the various sports teams on campus that people don't normally cheer for like the softball team the croquet society the fencing club penelope alt girl talks to the to the news and she's like why like why are we doing this like why why bother In a million years, we're going to be obliterated by a black hole. Oh, you might be asking why we're doing this. And
1: I say, why bother?
0: (laughs) And Colleen's like, okay, back to you, Colleen, and goes back to herself in the studio. (laughs) It's like, well, there you have it. Thank you, Colleen. (laughs) Colleen does more Mm. to drive the plot forward
1: than maybe anyone
0: in this whole movie. Absolutely. Absolutely you know what? I'm a Colleen Stan. She is out here hustling. She's getting her reel together. She's going to be applying to stations when she graduates, and I hope she gets a great job. Yeah, all the best to Colleen. Mm -hmm. Back to you, Christina. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Unrelated. But today, uh, while I was putting up my Christmas tree... Mm -hmm. I watched, like, a really bad Christmas movie. It was one of, like, the Lacey Chabert ones. Classic. Oh, she loves a Christmas movie. Yeah. And in it, she is, like, an woman on the news. She's she's an anchor. And she ends up – I can't remember exactly how it happens, but she ends up, like, It's a very kind of Scrooge situation where it's like, oh, I'm all about my career and like I dumped my boyfriend at the beginning of the movie and like we went our separate ways and now I'm a career gal. And then she gets shown by like this Salvation Army Santa what her life could have been if she never left her boyfriend and like it's her life in the suburbs and she's a stay at home mom with two kids and like we see this fantasy life with this ex-boyfriend and at one point, she's at the mall with her kids and her husband, and, like, the the news reporter who has the job that she had is giving a report, and she gets, like, these giant candy canes fall on top of the reporter. And so she's trapped under the candy cane, so Lacey, Lacey Chabert runs up to help her, but instead picks up her mic and, like, steps over her lifeless body to give the news report <laughs> And I'm just like, damn, that's cold. You stepped right over her, did not help her out. And we're just like, she's, she's like, like, no <laughs> pulse, don't worry. Yeah. A girl boss never lets an opportunity pass her by. No pulse, <laughs> no problem. i like, damn, that's cold. Maybe you did need to have a different life because that's a pretty ruthless thing to insane. do. <laughs> Anyways, that's my tangent um, about
1: that. <laughs> I'm so glad I got this next part. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's like <laughs> one of the funniest parts of the movie. Well, the beginning. anyways, yeah, <laughs> well, let me just talk about it. Mm-hmm. That night, Wit and her squad practice on the actual field. They kind of like sneak in. They do a solid job. and Francis comes up to wit after the rehearsal, and he's like, "I'm really nervous about tomorrow. I'm thinking about violating myself tonight." <laughs> It's an actor technique. (laughs) Uh,
0: What's it? Did someone in the room hate theater people, like in the writer's room? Right. (laughs) What is he even talking about? Like, I don't get what he is talking about. I think he's talking about masturbating. I guess. But why are they saying it like that? Why is he asking?
1: I just don't understand it. Like, the way he delivers it is very funny. Mm Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's very weird. Wit is like, um, I mean, does it like help your performance or no? And he's like, um, yeah, like it depends. And she's like, Well,
0: why don't you hold on? Well,
1: I think because he Why don't you not do that? He
0: says, Oh yes, it's made me the actor I am today. And she's like, Okay, oh, yeah. then don't fucking do
1: it. He he totally does. He's like it's made me the yeah. actor I am today. And she's like, why don't you hold off on that then? Yeah. <laughs> Tina and Marnie come walking over to the squad. And Witt's like, Why don't you worry about your own team? And they enter this little like cheer off. It's it's a flow. It's a flow they get into. Yeah. Monica and Marnie begin fighting. Marnie somehow punches Francis in the face.
0: I don't know if he tried to break up the fight. Yeah, he he steps in to try and break up the fight, and then somehow Marnie gets hit. Unclear how. Like he is not throwing fists. Like I no. think if anything, maybe he
1: falls.
0: She 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 I think he like maybe hits her with his elbow when he's trying to like push them yeah. apart, and then she fucking decks him in the face. She's like, You're dead. Mm-hmm. On site. Yeah. Automatic. Yeah. So, also in the process, I guess what I've inferred. <laughs> I in- guess. I guess I had to infer based on the next scene is that he falls on his hand. Because he has a hand injury now, and we didn't see him punch oh, Marnie. Listen, guys, we don't have the footage. We cannot roll it back.
1: No. Does he punch Marnie accidentally on purpose? What's the scuffle here?
0: Yeah, because I even rewinded to see like what was happening. Yeah. And we hear the sound effect of her getting punched in the face, but we do not see her getting punched in the face. And then all of a sudden, his hand is injured. Oh, mate. Now I'm thinking maybe they did actually film it where, like, he punches Marnie in the face, but then they were Mm. like, we cannot put this in the movie.
1: (laughs) But they put the violating himself in the
0: movie? Yeah, they're like, we got to fill up this time somehow that we've lost from him punching Marnie in the face. uh, we got to cut this. Could he maybe just improv a little? Yeah.
1: Just improv a little bit.
0: (laughs) Insane. So, yeah, we, like, go to the hospital where he's getting his hand wrapped So either he punched Barney in the face and they, like, edited it around or he, like, fell on his hand, unclear. But the bottom line is that he's not going to be able to, like, hold anybody in the lifts tomorrow. So everybody is super down and Whittier's like, you know what? We're still going to go up there and we're going to perform and we might suck, but to a real cheerleader... It doesn't matter if you win or lose. It just matters that you try as hard as you can and you give it every ounce of spirit that you have. So who wants to go out there and suck tomorrow? (laughs) Alt girl Penelope is like, you know what? If there's one thing I'm good at, it's sucking. I'm in. And I'm like, ooh, is that a double entendre? Who knows? Hmm. Um, and that's when Greg actually reveals he's been standing at the back of the room the whole time. He's like, guys, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. He's like, why suck? If you could not suck, could you use a sub? And they're <gasps> like, but Greg, your scholarship. And again, an insane thing that is said in this movie. He says, you know what? Whatever I lose on financial aid, I'll gain in testicles. Whoa. Keep your scholarship, man. That's way more important. They're like, oh, no.
1: There's a a problem before the big cheer competition. How can we solve it? Oh, Greg doesn't care that much about a scholarship. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Perfect. No one will see the flaws in that.
0: Yeah. Get ready to rack up the debt, buddy. What happens
1: next? Give them the old (laughs) (laughs) We get like a pre-competition montage. Marnie gets all powdered up to cover her black eye. Wit goes around pepping up her squad. The students file into the gym to watch the competition. And Tina is like, oh, we're about to go on. Hold on. Let me get in some last minute insults. You look like shit. Did you whiten your teeth? No, 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 no.
0: Mm-hmm. Then it's Showtime and Colleen Lipman, who Mo re- wrote, uh, looks yeah, like absolutely. Megan Trainer. Stand by that. Yeah, she first introduces the Varsity Squad. So the Varsity Squad like comes running down the aisle. Everyone is obsessed with them. Tina, Tina. <gasps> it's Dana. crazy. Like maybe it's just because like this was so not our university experience. But like I can't imagine that this many people at this school care so deeply. About the collegiate cheer squad.
1: Yeah. I don't know why.
0: Yeah. That like on your <laughs> – on your I can say. <laughs> on your free time, you're like, I got to go to this competition. Like, let's get tickets. We got to see this go down. Because even – I guess it's – I mean, it's
1: high school, but I would say like even in the first one, mm-hmm. right, Kristen Torrance's – Torrance's yeah. boyfriend cheats on her. Yeah. So – it's not like he goes to college, he's like, oh, wow, a cheerleader. He's like, okay, well, I'm in college. Yeah. And then the guys on the squad get, like, made fun of and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, people aren't like, whoa. Yeah. What an amazing squad. I'm I'm so looking up to them.
0: It's just – it's very weird how much everybody the school is invested in this cheer drama. I just don't see college kids caring that caring much. It, yeah. Like, there's so much other stuff going on. But I don't know. Apparently, everybody at this school is obsessed with cheerleading. So Sammy the Stinger goes out, does his little like pre-performance breakdown, whatever. Then the varsity squad comes on. They do their routine. It is very tight. It's a well-oiled machine. And, mm-hmm. you know, Wit's team watches from the back. They do get nervous. Part of me also feels like the mascot shouldn't be allowed to be part of the competition. Like, I feel like... The mascot's, like, its own thing. It doesn't really have anything to do with cheerleading. I don't know. They go to the rehearsals that the cheerleaders have,
1: but it's there's really – it seems like they wanted that guy
0: in the movie. for Yeah, that's, like, somebody's son (laughs) or something. They're like, let's give him something.
1: Or they just wanted a mascot in the movie, and I don't think he's a bad actor. I'm just
0: like, I don't know
1: why you're here.
0: No, it didn't add much at all. But – Everybody is super psyched about the performance. They're out of their seats. They're cheering, including the dean. And I'm like, at least try to look impartial, dude. But <laughs> but does he make the decision, or is it the no, other judges? It's the judges who we ne- we don't know who they are. They're a mystery. <laughs> Just random adults. So yeah. Tina then blows a kiss to Whittier, and Whittier like flips her off by like pretending that she's using her middle finger as like a mirror. It's like a <laughs> A little thing. Which actually, isn't there like a little moment in the in the first movie where like Missy and her brother are like flipping each other off? Yes. Yeah. So I assume a reference to that.
1: I'm also just thinking about how Bethany Joy Lenz spent a season of One Tree Hill as a cheerleader.
0: Oh, true.
1: When she was pregnant. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right before she promptly got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Wit and the Renegades are in the back of the I don't know, auditorium, gymnasium, and Colleen introduces them. They get a weak applause. It's mm-hmm. not the, Tina, Tina. Yeah. That we got at the beginning. They do walk out in monk robes, mm-hmm. and we hear this music starting. It's like chants.
0: Yeah, it's like clergy music almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're like, it's Georgian singing, Um, mm-hmm. and Francis does an intro, so he does get to be part of the performance, even though he's injured.
0: Yeah, very dramatic. He, like, shines a little flashlight on his face, and it's like, welcome. Whatever, whatever. Derek hops on the
1: turntables, and they jump into the chair. They just throw away those robes and start cheering. Honestly, they look incredible. Yeah, their uniforms are really good. They're, like, leather. They're, like, black and yellow, and... Mm -hmm. They have great music. They have unique dance moves, definitely choreographed by Monica.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Marnie and Tina start to get a little nervous. Mm-hmm. They're getting a little concerned. Yeah. And what do we have here? A little martial arts thrown in. A little a little ballet combination thrown in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Dean is dancing. Oh, my Oh, my God. Yeah. So the renegades finish their routine to a strong applause and a standing ovation from the student body. And Wick kind of, like, urges the crowd to cheer louder. She's like, come on, come on. Mm -hmm. The judges hand their scores over to the dean, and he gets up on stage to thank the teams. He kind of starts going into this, like, random speech. Yeah. And everyone's like, just tell us the winner. So, finally, he says, the winner repping California State University at Nationals is
0: the Renegades. (gasps) Shocking. Tina and the Dean are both shocked. The varsity team falls to the ground in anguish. There's your anguish, Penelope. You got it. True. So, Tina calls Marnie pathetic, and Marnie's like, you're pathetic, I know that you waxed your butt. And then Tina's like, well, you weren't born with dark roots. so Tell her. That friendship, quote unquote, is over. Over. Derek and Whittier kiss. Like, they're super excited. The towel girl quits. She's finally out of the clutches of the varsity team. And then Tina goes up to Whittier and she's like, hey, I just want to say nice job. Your team was good. You know, inconsistent and a tad pedestrian at times, but good. And the dean then goes up to Whittier and offers her squad the full backing of the college and says that they are the new varsity squad. Whoa. And like. I do feel bad for the other people on the varsity team because they, they got pres- screwed. They got fucked because they presumably went to this school for this cheerleading program. Like if we're liking it to likening it to like a Navarro college situation, these are like career cheerleaders. So they've gone here to like be on a squad to compete, do the whole thing and now they're no longer on the varsity team. And obviously the other squad is full. You're not making it to Matt. So, like, that sucks.
1: I guess it's a question of if they would then hold an audition, if people still wanted to Mm. be part of it. Right. If they're going to nationals, like, if those people quit afterward. I I don't know. I just am assuming that moving forward, like, you know, every year they'll have auditions. and
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they'll be that premier team.
0: Mm -hmm. So Whittier then tells Tina that they might need a sub for nationals but she'd have to audition first Mm. and tina's like i don't audition and they're like okay suit yourself then and start walking off and she's like okay you know what maybe i could help like let me check my sketch you know maybe we could like (laughs) we could sit down once a week we could have coffee we could talk about this like marnie can come or not if you don't want her there fuck her fuck marnie forever um i'll do literally anything that you want marnie meanwhile is on stage losing her mind screaming crying throwing up and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, but we get a little fun blooper reel.
1: Yeah. And they do, in a la Mickey, yeah. they do, hit me with your best shot. And that's bring it on again. Again? Mm. Please, no. Please,
0: never again.
1: <laughs> you could tell it wasn't our favorite movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, sequels are hard, for sure. Hard row. <laughs> Nothing's going to really live up to the first one, but... God this one was so so not anywhere near the same league yeah it's just hard
1: because the plot wasn't good and then yeah. the writing wasn't good. The acting is questionable mm-hmm. at best The characters are just so campy we never really get a true moment like I guess the realest moment is when Wit and Derek are at the pool yeah. But there isn't, like, enough substance to really dig into the characters.
0: No, definitely not. What I feel like this movie is, is, like, if you took what people's assumptions were of what Bring It On was about, where it's like, oh, like, mean cheerleaders and, like, drama. And then they wrote Mm -hmm. another movie about that. And it just, like, completely, like, doesn't even touch on the... The really well-done nuances and commentary of the first one, which was about, like, cultural appropriation and kind of, like, was mm-hmm. able to and, tackle like, this. like,
1: socioeconomic status.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And, you know, like, institutional racism and stuff like that. Whereas this was just kind of, like, wah-wah. Like, it didn't have any...
1: Wah-wah-wah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it didn't... There was no commentary on anything other than like bullying is bad and people should be able to be individuals which is like a good message but they and it didn't doesn't
1: need to do anything with it exactly it's like you don't need to tell me over and over again no but if the whole thing was like her needing to be a leader i think there could have been mm-hmm. more nuance yeah it's just a bummer because i thought that some of the one liners were really funny. Mhm. It was just not interesting. Like it really mm. probably wouldn't watch again.
0: No, I wouldn't. It's just, yeah, it's just disappointing because there is space to like have nuance in a movie about cheerleading easily, and they just chose not to do that. For sure, yeah. <laughs> and give us these really these really one-dimensional characters. So I found it hard to really, like, grab onto anybody in this movie. Yeah, me too.
1: Because even, like, side characters, we don't really find out about the, um, Greg's financial aid. We don't yeah. find anything about Monica wanting to dance. We don't even really ever see Derek outside of wit, except for that one time that she visits him at the mm-hmm. radio when he's doing his job or whatever. Right.
0: Honestly, like, if if the pacing in this movie was different, I think that what would have been a more interesting conflict between like Derek and Whittier is maybe like they start dating at first, and then she feels like it, you know he hasn't revealed anything about like all these jobs that he does, right? Mm-hmm. And she maybe he like doesn't have time for her. She feels like he's flaking out on her. Maybe he's cheating but on he's her or something. Working. But he's working, and and that's where we can kind of have that that class discussion where it's like oh she's like the pretty blonde like presumably like well off cheerleader and like oh i am not in that position and not only are our social like our economic situation is different but also our social hierarchy because that's a very real thing that like even tina mentioned so i'm like that could have been more interesting that would have actually had some more believable conflict and relationship development between the two we
1: never even really visit the fact that Uh, has like gotten people from these other clubs to join the cheer squad they don't talk about their other interests or we don't really see like this friendship evolve between Mm -hmm. these two people what we see it a little bit but it's super vague yeah so even that conflict they like completely glazed over
0: yeah it's just like oh now we're all in the squad and we're like all friends now yeah, but like maybe it could have been a a learning experience for Whittier to learn how to be more like tolerant or more open to other people's interests, you know, like a broadening yeah. of a hor- of horizons thing. Mm-hmm. So like there there are there are seeds in this film that were just never watered. I agree. It's just always disappointing when like there's potential somewhere, but it doesn't doesn't come to fruition. That being said, uh what would you like to rate this film?
1: I'm going between a three and a four.
0: I was gonna give it like a four, just because there are some one liners that I do think are pretty good. A four it is. But yeah, it's it's a low one. This and is
1: when I say rough. four, I'm not talking about high school musical two. No, maybe yeah. we messed up. Mm-hmm. I really do think this is a four. Yeah. So I'm interested to hear everyone's thoughts in the Discord. Yeah.
0: sorry we gave you a big stinker (laughs) but you know if we're gonna do the bring it ons, we gotta do them all and they're not all gonna be winners no definitely not we're kind of doing like a 90 minute movie November yeah (laughs) we love the 90 minute movie bring back the 90 minute movie
1: I love a 90 minute movie
0: we'll have to post that Yeah, we should have merch that says I love the 90 minute movie (laughs) that would be fun Yeah. um, Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, If you liked it, you can always uh, find more content from us either on our Patreon or you can follow us on Instagram at Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod.
1: You can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod. And you can always write us a good old fashioned email um, if you have any feedback, if you have a small business that you'd like us to mention, if you want to work with us, if you want to invite us to the Bridgerton experience, um, <laughs> you know, anything that you might want to do, send us a business email. Yeah. Get lunch, babe.
0: Oh, my gosh. A girl boss never lets Man. an opportunity pass her by. <laughs> a
1: girl boss never sleeps. That bitch cannot get one wink in. Anyways, so true, Queen. Um. (laughs) So true, Queen.
0: I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.